This is Theoretical Thrills, the podcast where three hosts pitch original theoretical rides and attractions based on things they don't own. A special guest judge awards bronze, silver, or gold based on three separate categories, most creative, most practical, and guest's favorite. Whoever has the least amount of points at the end of the season must drive to Disneyland, touch the first gate, and drive home. With bragging rights on the line, the hosts will try to pick each other's ideas apart through gentle ribbing. So sit back, relax, and stand clear of the moving doors as we present Theoretical Thrills. Theoretical Thrills. The theory of the thrill. In three, two, fun! I'm wearing a fez. This is Theoretical Thrills, and I'm your host, Oliver. I'm Brad. And I'm Spencer. And you're here for a very special episode because we're doing Doctor Who. This is the, the podcast where we pitch theoretical rides and attractions to a center theme with a special guest. And this week, Tari, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? You know, good. good, yeah. Okay, in there, putting up with so, Spencer. So, t- yeah, putting up with Spencer. That's the I'm putting up with myself too. That's our new uh, sitcom, putting up with Spencer. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I love it. So, Tari, we're doing Doctor Who. You're here for a specific reason. What's your What's your relationship with Doctor Who and theme parks? Okay, so uh, I have been a Doctor Who fan for. I, what year is it? 2020 for at least eight years. Um, I basically binged all of new who up till the those current episodes which are still matt smith and then watched all of matt smith capaldi and uh now whitaker live um so I'm, i'd say i'm a pretty big whovian uh, i mean i definitely have my favorite doctor uh tenet. who's your favorite doctor tenet of course the best it's, doctor. it's the ninth doctor no 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 Oh, oh, you're one of those. Oh, Oh, I see. Eccleston, followed by Matt Smith. Oh, wow. What? Are you you watching the same show? You're just showing your whole butt right now, huh? Uh, Tenet Tenet is third. Well, yeah, Tenet's third. I know Tenet Tenet is a doctor. Already (laughs) crushing it. Yeah, oh my gosh. You're you're a Who who fan. Uh, What about theme parks? what's What's your relationship with those? Um, I I feel like I only go to theme parks rarely now, but I grew up going to Great America up in the Bay Area. Uh, so I feel like I'm a pretty big theme park guy, uh, though you, you could not force me to go to Disneyland. Uh, Fair. Yeah, I, I feel like you, <laughs> right. once you v- via, via thing, just the quantifier of or the qualifier of uh, you can't force me to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Yeah. Most would look at it as, a, as an opportunity or a reward. To you, mm-hmm. it's you couldn't force me to go. No, no, no. Because it, it like it tries to make it fun for adults. Because uh, they're like, oh boy, you can drink in California Adventure. See, that's a good Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> you can drink now. But it's still it's still like the same rides like they update the branding, but they're pretty much the same. They don't innovate too much. So uh, it's not the place for me. I like I like big roller coasters. I like loop de loops uh, and I love just gross food. That's my jam. 
Well, buckle up, because we're here to disappoint, because we're here to pitch you our rides and attractions based off of Doctor Who. Right. Uh, you're going to be looking for three categories today, and those categories are, Spencer? The categories are practicality, which is a ride or attraction that you think is best suited for if Doctor Who was a park or a land, that area. Uh, creativity, which is one that you just think is a very creative idea, with no other words really to be involved in that. And your favorite, which is the one that tickles your funny bone the most, one that either makes the most sense or the one that makes the least amount of sense. It's really up to you, but whatever was your favorite of the evening. Okay. The one that you sit there going, yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So that's what you're going to be listening for. We're going to each take our turns and uh, feel free to interrupt and ask questions because we're going to be. So without further ado, let's get right into it with Spencer and your pitch. Great. So I do want to preface this. I already know. I already told Tari, but Always a preface. Uh, but yeah. I have never seen Doctor Who. Um, I did a Google search to find some characters in Doctor Who to make this pitch work. I want to be, and hopefully want, it works. I, I want to be clear to our audience. We have like individually, we have our time. We know this topic in advance to prepare. Spencer chooses not to do his research. I did <laughs> research. Uh, I know a couple of characters that exist, and that's what my pitches are going to be based on. You know a pop-up book's worth of information, my friend. (laughs) Correct. I would say maybe not even that much. Brad, did you expect him to watch all uh, of Doctor Who by the time that we watched the show? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Ambitious. Just the new ones, but he doesn't have to watch the old ones. just the old ones. Just the old ones. (laughs) (laughs) He's still watching them. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I think there's like seven years worth of content there. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. So on that note, I'm going to start with my first attraction, which I call the TARDIS Encounter of Terror. And how this works is it's uh, Tower of Terror meets uh, the alien encounter from Disney way back before they decided to get rid of the scary things at the park and retheme it to Stitch. Um, so how this is going to work is it start well, it also starts out as a dark ride. So you're going to start out pitch black as you enter the space. You're going to hear sounds of the doctors and the time traveling elements of the inside the TARDIS um, all those things are going to happen in in pitch black so you just hear these sounds then you're going to get whisked away into an area where you hear the sounds of Zygon a Zygon Zygons and it's going to be you know all the sounds that Zygons make I'm sorry real quick what what what, what would that if you had to just vaguely vaguely (laughs) describe that sound Spencer what would that sound be yeah uh, it's like a, a pig inhaling, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. yes. like ready to eat its slop. Ooh, is okay. how I would yes. describe that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so with the Zygon, and in similar fashion to Alien Encounter, um, there's you know still in the pitch black, and everyone is so in this. Okay, let me go back for a second. <laughs> let me just throw this idea away. When you <laughs> you're doing great. No, no. When you when you get thank you when you get into the car it's not a general dark ride car you're actually going to be uh, in a circular pattern similar to the seating arrangement in Alien Encounter but on a much smaller level so it's like a, a shape that's like a 180 I guess okay so, well, except except you're going to be 360 though, so like, a, like a U like a, like a horseshoe kind of thing yeah except it's going to be 360 for this because it's a ride and it would be weird hmm. to have a 180 question kind of, you say Alien Encounter Alien Encounter was a, a show. Not Correct. A ride. Correct. So I, 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 it's a ride. It's a ride. I'm getting to it. I'm trying to process it in my brain as I speak it okay. uh, because it's very complicated, but very fun and simple. Um, so 
so the ride starts, you're in the 360 seats as if you are on a, uh, like Tower of Terror, you know how you sit in the seats, except it's 360 as opposed to rows in front of each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, and gotcha. you drive through in a dark ride um, element with all the sounds, quiet sounds, pitch black. And then, just like Alien Encounter, you end in this space where you hear the Zygon coming. And then the Zygon, just like in Alien Encounter, pops out and the lights flash. And from the, and it pops out in the center of your vehicle. So there's like a pole, a giant pole, you know, the 360 to keep it there. And then it pops out and then you drop. So it's a drop tower at that point. So you're traveling mm-hmm. through the dark ride to see so, the Zygon. Wait. Zygon okay. pops out, you drop into this. And, and the whole thing is shaped like, uh, like a, the outside of your vehicle is shaped like a TARDIS. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're How dropping big is down. This vehicle? That's what I'm trying to figure out this vehicle. It's, Cause if it's, it's like an alien encounter vehicle. TARDIS though, right? Right. So, so the outside is a TARDIS. So it's, it's, yeah, so go the, ahead. So the, my question is, uh, in your research, did you read about what makes the Zygon scary? No, they just looked really scary when I Googled the pictures. Okay. They are very scary. The thing that makes them scary is that they can turn into whomever they please. Oh, they're shapeshifters. Yeah. yeah. I wrote that. I literally wrote that down for my next attraction. But okay. uh, yeah, they're shapeshifters. So they're creepy, you know, Your Zygon. next attraction. Yeah. Oh, um, you went all so in they, on the Zygon. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, hold on, hold on. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So 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 to sum up so to sum this up, I'm I can see it really well in my brain, but I can't explain it. To sum mm. it up, good to get up pitching. You get into like a, a TARDIS shaped so there's four walls, mm-hmm. like a phone booth, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Inside you sit in seats that are 360 so i guess it's not really a circle if you're in a how square many people, but how many no, no. people are in each vehicle you can you, fit about 24 have you in a vehicle did you look at the okay. inside of any of the tardis so Pictures. no uh so there i just figured it's inside a phone booth so anyways um there's yeah, six but you would you would actually side. be okay with it being in a circle that's okay, true. then it's in a circle. That's fine. It's in a yeah, circle. Yeah. It's like the so, it's like an original six, TARDIS, like with the, yeah. the panels. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, the the outside in my just in my mind, it's actually it's just, it's just a camouflage type thing on the outside. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So it's like a it's like a time traveling machine. I get it. Yeah. This, that has a phone booth look on the outside. I I did my research on that much. Yeah. I get that much. Um, but I was like, this is a thing in Doctor Who. So it's outside is the phone booth, as a lot of the times the TARDIS is in the doctor who series right right and then in the inside you're in a 360 pattern with six people i guess if it's a circle they can't really say how there's 24 people total in the 360 so you get in there and you're going through it's pitch black you know there's window there's like windows you know like you can see out of in a phone booth there's like a you know screen whatever glass so then but it's not glass so then you go through you're moving like you do in tower of terror where at the beginning it's like a dark ride element you're moving through, you can't see anything because everyone's at different, you know, sides, but you can hear sounds. You can hear the Doctor Who theme song or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. is happening with Doctor Who. You can hear the Doctor Who theme song. You can hear Tenet speaking. You can hear Matt Smith speaking. You can hear different doctors speaking, one through 12. I don't know how many there are, but all the yeah, Doctor And then you start hearing um, these sounds that are creepier and creepier and creepier, and then you start hearing, like, this Zygon you know, the inhaling pig sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when the vehicle stops. And you're like, oh no, what's happening? And then and then you hear it and the seats start to shake a quiver a little bit. And then the Zygon pops out. And then you drop, drop tower. And then you come back up 
and the Zygon is like, wah, and then you drop again, and then you come back up, and then you go backwards into the the darkness again, the pitch black, and that's the ride, the TARDIS Encounter of Terror. Okay. So it's a okay. dark ride, drop tower, uh, alien encounter experience. Okay. So, so the the my question my question is the dark ride portion doesn't really need to actually happen if it's all just sound effects and he, he in the dark. Liter- literally a in the dark ride, not a dark ride. So, right, right, right. Yes. Yes. However, the thing is, for people who have never been on it, it's supposed to. You're like, oh. This ride is moving. What's it going to do? And if you don't know that it's a drop tower, it's supposed to drive you to the moment where you drop. You're not just going to get on the car and drop. Right. Because just, it's inside a just, building. But you just feel that you're just in the black the entire... Okay. Well, you hear the sounds. It's no, a yeah. sensory experience. Okay. If, if I were an executive to try to, try to like... Um, you know... I, let, let, me, let, me, let me counter pitch. Uh, Wait. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I like the idea of the, the dark ride. I like the idea of the lights coming up with every whoosh of the TARDIS. Um, if I were to make it one change, I would change the Zy- the Zygons to the silence since they actually mm-hmm. destroyed the, the TARDIS. And so then instead of, uh, like them just kind of like appearing as people in suits, like they use the, the holograms of the silence as like so they start appearing and then that's how you're you're like the TARDIS is going haywire and that's how you're getting to your drop and then eventually uh the TARDIS goes out of control and that's where your drop is that's a really cool idea sounds like a Doctor Who ride now keep in mind when you get points at the end it's based off our original pitches not the one that you just fixed correct um although really the only difference is no instead of the zygons it's the uh no 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 no, no. the silence and and he explained a whole story behind why it's dropping and everything you can Uh, see that you have the zygon what is creativity but something that inspires you know exactly the person who loses (laughs) (laughs) well well here you also have to understand that for not knowing anything about doctor who this is a pretty researched idea (laughs) Yes. All right. What's your I next idea? I would say for someone um, who doesn't, so, you know what you're right. Go go to yeah. your next one. My next pitch is the Weeping Angels Funhouse. Okay. And this is a walkthrough attraction, uh, similar to many funhouses, but in this case, there's a lot of rooms where you've seen this uh, trope in a lot of uh, theme parks, where it's just a bunch of like uh, standing like mannequins. I was going to say marquees, standing mannequins Different that episode. are there. But there are actual people who are dressed like weeping angels to match the mannequins that actually move around and shapeshift and change throughout scenes. They follow you through this fun house mm. as opposed to one where you're not followed, you know, like in a regular haunted house with a bunch of people. But this they can follow you because every time you go through, it's a different experience. It's not that you're going to necessarily go through and it's the same scares every time. These people can actually follow you all the way through the maze if they want. They can hide. They can shapeshift in quotes uh, in their own way. And these are going to be people who have... Um, like neutral colored uh, body morph suits because they can blend into the walls. They can blend into the ground. They can blend mm. into the ceiling. They can blend in all this stuff. So it's the Weeping Angels Fun House. I said, maybe throw in some Whiffer Dills uh, or like a, a Hall of Doctor Who at the end. Like you've survived, you can go to the Hall of Doctor Who. Um, but I said, the shape situations and some of the statues are played by live actors. Um, but what I was also like, me? maybe is he's on to something that could be absolutely incredible if you had if you just knew how brilliant your idea was mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just simply you, by if having you, if the you disembodied fully... voice hurrying you through the maze that you're just trying to find them only to find that you're surrounded 
and also Ooh, that's the, a good idea. the shape-shifting aspect of the of the whole thing. Closer to your first villain, these are just taking the the shape of these statues. So right, what you can right. do there is the idea of black and white light coming through, and with each one, they come a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. That mm. could be really fun. It is not a fun house. It is <laughs> no. well, yeah, it's the opposite it is, of fun. It's a haunted it house. Right. It's a haunted house in that, like, if you go to not scary farms, it's right. like one of those things. It's yeah. a maze. It's, but it's I a also, scary right. maze. I also love this one technique that I want to include in this. And again, I'm not familiar with the series, so I'm not sure how to involve it. Um, but there's this uh, idea where it's like you're walking in uh, like a, a, a lagoon as you're walking through the haunted house based on the way the lights are. And I kind of want to have that where it's like more of like a cemetery or like a grave or bog something fog. that's like dark. You try, the, yes. Yeah, the, yes. the low Correct. bog, the bog. using lasers. And yeah, stuff where shapeshifters, the weeping angels are actually like below and they can jump up. Or I kind of envision some of them like hanging from quote unquote trees or whatever. So, so, okay. I'm just picturing, no, I'm no. Just picturing a, a stone statue just hanging back. <laughs> so, you know, they can be swinging too. No, That's fine. No, no. They here's, don't move. They, here's the thing. If you look at them, they don't move. They only That's move the when point. you're not looking. So the whole, the, the first episode they're introduced in is don't blink. Yeah. So sure. it's only when you blink, do they move because you're not looking at them. So that's the thing is you have a great premise, but some of these ideas would be better suited with a different villain or than a weeping angel or modifying because they're not, they're not going to be popping out, just jumping up in front of someone. It's going to have sure, to be a right. lot more planned. I, gonna- yes. I will say though, that if you were to do it as like an escape room, for example. Mm-hmm. And so any, if a angel, like gets you like it's a it's pretty much a dark strobed room and if one gets close enough to you then you're out and you have to get to the other side Ooh, that's fine mm. so, it's yeah, literally sure. just a hall it's, yeah. it's the ability yeah. it's the ability to get through that maze what would be also cool is if your fast pass or whatever bracelet you're wearing for registering your ride times chronicles your name under the headstone as you walk in oh uh, mm-hmm. that'd be great mm-hmm. Small little yeah. detail because they're dead already. No, I knew that. I knew that. That's why I said a grave or a cemetery. Did you not hear me say that? That's fair. That's I did me. say that. That's, <laughs> that's I did say that. Ignorance. I said something from the ground. Right. I like uh, that. It's a cool idea. Yeah. Great. Uh, and then I have one final pitch. Uh, and this one is um, it's a fun one. It's a very fun one um, because why would you not have Doctor Who without Doctor Seuss's Who's? So this is called. Doctor Whoville, and oh, no. how this how this works is it's a live stage show where the Who's are in distress and they call for Doctor Who to come to Whoville and help save them. So it's a live stage show where Doctor Who visits Whoville and helps the Who save Christmas with his Whovians in tow. Um, <laughs> and right. it's a stunt show. Uh, you know, there's there's <laughs> effects and all this stuff, but that's the show. It's just Doctor Who saves Christmas. Basically. Is it you're set on, you're on to on that the, one, the Who music? What'd you say? Is it set to the Who music? Oh, there's Who music. There's Christmas music. There's <laughs> Dr. Seuss Who music. There's all the music. There's also music from the Who, you know, Pinball Wizard and stuff right, like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Who, not like Dr. Who the Who. Right. Yeah, we're just throwing okay, words got the it, Who yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. All the Who's. It's the it's the it's a Who's Who of rides. It's oh. a Who Um I I like the idea of 
a stage show, especially because there is a Christmas special. This mm-hmm. this may not be the one, though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. Here's I, the thing. I love yeah. the idea of Doctor Who showing up in just any show, <laughs> just like popping up. Like I heard this. I, I I think. But I also. I also figured this could be for the kiddos and the but, families, you know, because right. Doctor Who but, could have some family-friendly things, and this is where you have that family-friendly. And you could even change it year-round. I mean, Doctor Who saves Christmas, but Doctor Who saves the, the in first July. <laughs> Doctor Who, Doctor Who saves Kansas. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Doctor Who can save here's, anything. Here's the problem: is you're going to a Doctor Who theme park land. The last thing you want is for someone is for someone to parody it and do Doctor Seuss. Like, I'm like, oh, let's go watch this Doctor Who, and it's Doctor Seuss. What the? the well, you know what it is. What you know it is going here? in. It's Doctor Whoville. That's what it is. I mean, so my only issue. <laughs> Literally. My only issue is that like we've had middle and end an episode where he encounters a fictional character, and he's like, you can't exist and because he's a big skeptic so the idea of him going into a, a whole like tiny miniature land uh of fictional characters i feel like would just blow his mind like well, i guess you could frame it as oh man this planet saw uh you know radio <laughs> waves of dr seuss and they modeled their whole civilization after dr seuss so like okay Remember that, the Zygons from earlier? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, the Zygons uh, well, d- like made a colony and decided to all become Who's. Think of it. Uh, think of it like this: you go to Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone, and you get Fievel or Curious George. Okay. Or, uh-huh. you, know, you go to like so, different, like you go to like the Simpsons land, and there's like a ride for kids that doesn't necessarily match the rest of the theming of the. But it's still a cartoon. Land. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, but Doctor Who and Doctor Seuss has had live action movies called The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> That's yep. the one you go yep. to. The blockbuster hit. And The Grinch. Cat in the Hat. And How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> out, out, of, out of all of them, out of any of the There's only been you, like two. There's a reason because of The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know all the details about that. But there's now Green, and Eggs, Green Eggs and Ham TV show on Netflix. That's not the point! Just that's also a cartoon but here's also the thing here's also the thing why i chose to do this pitch one i thought it was punny and very silly yeah two it's the kids and families but three doctor who and dr seuss are very big uh draws as far as properties are concerned so why not throw in two properties and make your park just that much more attended or i don't know most executive that you sounded have a a separate land that is just dr seuss uh it feels like someone should have done this already if they had oh they have <laughs> what? No, Doctor Who. Alice of Adventure. Doctor oh, yeah. Seuss. Well, so Seuss why Landing. do if I want to go to Seuss Landing, if Seuss stuff, I'll go to I Seuss mean, Landing. If I go to Doctor Who, I want a Doctor Who land. <laughs> but like right, well, now that all uh, now that Oliver brought your, up, this does seem like such uh, uh, an executive choice that a, a oh don't give me all yeah, but, but they would voice. they'd be like oh man all right this is my executive voice all right so. Yeah. Um, we're going to have the Dr. Seuss meets the doctor and they're going to go doctor, doctor, and then they're going to introduce each other into each other's lines. Two questions. One, okay. are you the guy who did the ultimate showdown? <laughs> I am not. And, and two, did they have curly mustaches? Of course. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you just have, triple like, checking. Yeah. 
for those who are listening, uh, Tari did a little, uh, you know, old school villain uh, twirl of it's, the curly it's, mustache. It's this thing, it's the mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. We make a theme park. See, it's a we crossover. It works. You get the kids. You get the the not kids. You get the doctor. You get the Whovians. You get the Whovians. So get many pissed off fans if one of your three attractions that you have in this land uh-huh. is a parody attraction okay so with that with jokes parodies aside, are popular tari do you have any <sighs> questions left for spencer with his pitches um oh man uh i feel like the only other question because i mentioned it earlier what kind of food are you gonna have mm-hmm. oh good question so I'm going to have a lot of different foods. Um, uh-huh. Just name one. Just give me um, one. Yeah, that's well, all I want. Um, you know, I think we'll have, like, the heart of um, the – oh, we're going to have a heart of TARDIS. And that's, what it is, okay. it, it's, um, it's a TARDIS-shaped uh, um, uh, sandwich. And inside – so it's, it's like the hole is cut out. So oh, it's just okay. like, you know, TARDIS-shaped. And inside is going to be a shepherd's pie. Okay. 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 Well, there you have it. All right. That's Great. Spencer's pitches. Cool. Uh, Spencer, truly yes. your best work. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I think it's my best Doctor Who experience I've ever had. I, I can easily <laughs> say I could never have pitched those. Yeah. <laughs> Did not have to worry about you stealing any of my um, ideas. I think yeah, I, had a I lot was going to say. I didn't do Weeping Angels because I thought to myself, that seems like something that could come up. But boy, did you bring the fire. Thank uh, you. I really tried on these. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say, you did very well, especially for someone who has not seen the show. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Please keep that in mind at the end. Um, yes, definitely. Great. All right, Brad. All right. Away. All right. Now from someone who's actually seen Doctor Who. Um, okay. I'm High expectations now. So. So we're going to start off. Uh, welcome to my Doctor Who land. Now, this is going to be a very uh, forest setting land. Uh, there's going to be plenty of trees and, and stuff like that because it's going to allow me to sort of hide things away and uh, stuff like that, specifically the entrances to my rides. The reason for this is because each of my rides is going to have a queue that leads into a TARDIS, a different TARDIS for different doctors. Mm. Um so I have a for so I'll explain which TARDIS goes to which and stuff like that, but it's based on the Doctor and their short story or stuff like that. Uh, so with that said, you're going to enter in this forest setting, and the big thing that's going to be spotted throughout this forest setting is something that I really enjoyed from Universal Studios uh, is the taking that those fake those statue people at the beginning of the entrance and using that sort same sort of concept for weeping angels um i think it's an easy way to have live actors throughout the thing for photo opportunities and stuff like that um and adds a little bit of creepiness so we can have a sort of the lighting based on them and then the lights can go out so that they are allowed to move to different locations or stuff like that or just disappear uh so that is one option would be uh, a fake uh, essentially tree trunks or fake scenery that they could then quickly hide back into to exit backstage. Um, so that's my first little thing that just to sort of add a little bit of environment because everybody knows the weeping angels. Let's talk about rides. 
All right. I have several rides here. Uh, the first ride, uh, you're going to enter through the Ninth Doctor's TARDIS. Uh, so you'll get to see the, the design of the Ninth Doctor's TARDIS. You'll get to see uh, the sort of layout of it. You'll see some of the extra little rooms because the TARDIS is bigger on the inside. Um, mm -hmm. So the reason I'm doing these as cues is because I was – I struggled to try and figure out a way to get people to be able to go inside a TARDIS that wouldn't back up because it, it is a phone booth size door. Like it's, there's not a lot of space. So by having them in a line and making this part of the queue that they're weaving through and seeing it, I'm able to control it and they're able to get inside the TARDIS. Um, so my first uh, ride is an, are you my mommy dark ride? All right, so this is why I chose the ninth, ninth Doctor for this one. So Are You My Mommy is probably one of my favorite episodes and why Chris Eccleston is one of my favorite Doctors. Um, the whole premise is it takes place uh, during World War II, um, and there's a creepy kid in a cat. One or, one or two. It might be one. I think it's one. I think it's one. Um, it's the helmets. The helmets are different. Yeah, there's a, there's a, cre a creepy kid in a old gas mask that's are you my mummy that's all he says so i want to turn this into a dark ride uh sort of going through the the war um as he's sort of gathering as this kid is getting more people that uh, are you're seeing people with the gas masks and stuff like that through this dark ride i want a lot of dark moments in this ride is the big thing so this is post-covid you're making a mask ride <laughs> Um, um, is this a walking ride or is this like, are people on something? Also, people, so you're going to be acknowledged joke, joke acknowledged. I, 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 yeah. Okay. What else? Uh, <laughs> this, this, you're, you're, you're on a vehicle. This is on a vehicle. Um, in order to keep it sort of the, the world war, uh, sort of theme and stuff like that, it'd probably be something similar to looking like a Jeep or, or some sort of vehicle like that. It, okay. You're going to go through, uh, this war zone. This, uh, characteristic of it, you're going to see these sort of, are you my mommy? There's going to be the big key part of this is it's got to be very audio specific. So there's going to be um, uh, sort of speakers built into the vehicle like uh, Rip Ride Rocket um, to where it's very designed so that you can have the slight creepiness of, are you my mommy? Are you my mommy? Like in mm -hmm. different people's ears. So it's taking that sort of alien encounter, that sort of uh, scary um, tension to it and adding it into an actual moving dark ride. Um, and so that's going to go with the ultimate ending in the end that they, the kids get, the kid gets saved. So there's the happy ending at the end. Uh, and you have the, the line, uh, for once they're all going to, everyone's going to live. Uh, Chris Eccleston's line, uh, as as he shouts and all the people are saved um so okay. that is my uh are you my mummy dark ride all right okay okay all right. Like my one <laughs> my, my one note meanwhile the swamp somewhere near disney i i i think my only uh and this is a a, a top note about the the idea of making everyone stand in long lines um, is that feels like I, I know that it's inherent that there will be long lines, but it sounds like you are engineering long lines for your theme park. Uh, no, I'm designing the lines sort of like as in uh, the Harry Potter Hogwarts land and stuff like that. 
it's meant for so it's a queue it's, experience. It's a queue experience. It's meant for Got crowd it. control. Um, it's the sort of queue experience, which brings me to actually one of my ideas that uh, does incorporate into all of it. See, I want to make it a good queue experience. Yeah. And something I really enjoyed, um, uh, and I've used this for Lord of the Rings, uh, is a Star Wars concept of you can build your own sonic screwdriver. Um, okay. So you're going to uh, one of the sort of sh- shops. It's a so- whole – it's it, like the lightsaber thing. It's going to be a whole presentation in um, in, a, in a TARDIS. You get to go in. You, it's a reservation base. But you can get – you can build your own little sonic screwdriver. And the thing with this is it's going to be like the Harry Potter ones where it's interactive. So there's going to be stuff in each of the TARDIS queues that you'll be able to interact with or activate using your sonic screwdriver. Mm. Um and to make sure that everybody sort of gets an opportunity to be able to do them, uh, some of them are going to be like uh, the mummy ride where they're very close. You have to be close to actually be able to interact with it or see it or do something with it um, because I want to make sure that you know people get an opportunity because it's no fun if there's one person getting – like activating everything and you're just behind that person. Right. Um, so this would allow us everybody to sort of get that experience that wants to. Um so that carry that into my next ride, the TARDIS coaster. Uh, so the TARDIS coaster is you're going to go through the queue line. The sun, uh, this will be the queue line for the uh, tenant doctor, Doctor Ten. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, something that I really want to have in this queue line is uh, the <laughs> to really specify it as as uh, tenant's doctor is the face of Bo. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's going to be at some point in the TARDIS in this queue line. Uh, I like it. I we all know it's Captain <laughs> Jack. We all know it's Captain Jack Harness. Um, Spoilers. It's too soon. Yeah, no, I have no, no reason to see the show now. Um, but anyways, you're gonna go through this, and uh, you'll board uh, the roller coaster. The roller coaster is going to be very reminiscent of the uh, title sequence for Doctor Who. So it's you're going to have. Real, whoa, wait, wait, real quick, Spencer. If you had to guess what that might sound like, what the title sequence for Doctor Who? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. So I think of it as like a, a possible shape-shifting TARDIS uh, right. time-traveling sound. Thank you. Go yeah. ahead. So, so, it's like, so the actual, the, I want the actual, you know, uh, it's it's sort of like um, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, I mean, it's a lot like Rock and Roller Coaster in that, the, except you're having the Doctor Who theme song. You're going through with the, the clocks and the spiral of time and stuff like that. And you can see the TARDIS fly by and it's, I, you're a part of the, the title screen. Cause I wanted a way for you to be able to f- ride in that chaoticness of the TARDIS mm-hmm. without, um, without having to overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it, otherwise you end up with a shake room or I don't know, a drop tower, uh, this <laughs> <Wow>. way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Keep in mind that attitude. <laughs> Um, Even though we're filming at 7.41 at night, there's still so much shade. Yeah, it's so breezy. Um, so that is uh, my design for that. Um, next the, one. Next ride is – oh, Jesus, I actually, I actually are, have multiple rides. playing for keeps this week. Uh, my next ride is for – well, I went 11, uh, for the next doctor, uh, the 11th doctor, uh, Matt Smith, my second favorite. Um You'll go through his uh, – one of the things you'll see in his uh, TARDIS is handles, uh, the Cyberman head. Uh, mm-hmm. 
so you'll get to you'll get to see handles, um, which is great. Um, and that's going to lead you into Dalek bumper car slash laser tag. Literally, ah! what is my pitch? <laughs> Literally, the next pitch. That's uh, funny. So this is going to be a sort of bumper car style like laser tag maze, but you're in a Dalek. Uh, and every time they fire, it's exterminate, exterminate. And okay. whenever you whenever you hit someone, instead of deactivating them, it causes them to spin. Um, so like Buzz Lightyear, the ride. So kind of you kind of like men in black um but it's you have more control you're actually controlling the movement of this you're you're going uh through um it's 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 a it's a bumper car ground type deal but it's going to be more like pathways it's not going to be just one big open circle uh so it's going to be sort of like you're in a spaceship uh like the tunnels of a spaceship and there'll be enough wide enough so that you can have about three Daleks able to pass because uh, you want to leave space. Because otherwise, if you only have enough for just two, you know someone's going to traffic jam. Yes. Um, so this would allow a sort of laser tag bumper car silly experience. Um, so that is my Dalek bumper car laser tag. My final thing is for the 12th Doctor you're going to go through. Uh, it's a very simple thing. I wanted to do a Cyberman VR experience. Um, so taking the idea of those sort of like Star Wars VR experiences and stuff that you can do where you get the head and headset and you have like this whole little, it's all VR and they sort of build out a room so you can sort of touch things and stuff like that. Same concept, except you're going to be uh, through the eyes of a Cyberman. Uh, so your, your brain's been transported into a Cyberman. I see. Um, uh, and so that's going to be uh, the the sort of uh, experience of um, just a, a fun little game do, uh, playing do as I a get Cyberman. To be destroyed by the Doctor? Like, is this is this all leading up to us being like, oh no, the Doctor's a monster? <laughs> so you're like a <laughs> Cyberman, and you're like, but, I miss my mind, family. It's, it's, actually, it's actually just uh, the Grey's Anatomy cast. So, so the reason the reason the reason I had chosen this for the twelfth <laughs> Doctor is uh, uh, Bob. Um, okay. I mean, okay. so I, I tried to give each ride, like, there's a reason I chose these characters for each ride. Finally, the last thing I have to say, it's a very small little thing, but, uh, I Gosh. did, uh, have I a nice little, nothing this week. I had a nice little <laughs> adipose marshmallow treat stand Okay. in my forest. So that's, uh, that is my, I did want to have a food option. That was the one that for me, it, it's one of the first episodes I remember. It's hilarious and stupid. Uh, okay. So an adipose little little marshmallow uh, food stand. So all right. So seven attractions versus three. So the odds are stacked against me in general oh, oh. because I had four less. Hey, don't worry. Hold, hold on. You wiped out one of mine. Hold on. Hold on. But you just on. added two more to the dock. Hold on. <laughs> how many times? How many times has there has there been where I only bring? T- the two attractions that we discussed that we talked about immediately like we we're like at the beginning there's only going to be two attractions you're allowed to bring two attractions and then every time i've shown up with two attractions you guys show up with forty thousand attractions and i'm just sitting here everyone going keeps like showing up with more that's well, why I this more. is me now this is I, my time i pitched <laughs> theme park rides for a living so it's not fair to you two but the, that's fine all right no, uh, well uh, you know, so whatever just where is the bar huh yeah, that what what a what a bar raise. It turns out when something's left at the ground level, you can raise the bar to something. Yeah. 
Um, I will say um, that I'm really sad that you didn't include the 13th Doctor. Ah, don't, uh, no. uh, the 13th Doctor is for uh, ex- would be an expansion zone. I didn't want to include the 13th Doctor yet because their series is still going on. And so mm. I don't want to lock the 13th mm. Doctor into uh, once like a specific villain until I actually know what their, their one of their best stories is. So mm. For me, like Matt Smith was between the Daleks and the Silence. Um, the big thing I remember of Peter Capaldi is Bob with the Cybermen, that whole uh, lovely arc. Um, mm. so that's, that's what the only reason I hadn't chosen, uh, Jody Whitaker doctor. Okay. Uh, so I was right when I said there have only been 12 doctors so far. No, 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 they had, there's a re there's, they had a re a rebirth reborn. So there are 13 it, okay. plus, no. uh, and then a 14th as the war doctor. Yeah. The war doctor is um, a 14. Yeah. That was close. That was um, close. and you could, it depends on how you feel about the Valyard, but that is another. Yeah, it doesn't count. Okay. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll keep uh, that in mind for the edit. It does. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So any questions for Brad before I jump into mine? Um, not a question. Just a statement of uh, of uh, this is my another executive note mm. for the eleventh Doctor. I really would have went with uh, Demons Run. Like that really would have been my my jam mm-hmm. as opposed to like a generic opening, um, especially because the best opening is the Twelfth Doctor's because it has that amazing riff. Uh, so uh, that would just be my specific note for that one. All right, a riff. <laughs> all right. Let's like jump it. into my pitches. Uh, now, for those of you listening, some of you have seen this happen time and time again. Uh, Spencer, Brad, and I, while we discuss the topic ahead of time, we do not know what each other is pitching until we start the cast. We have no each other, uh, no idea what we're pitching versus them. So I end up in the third slot, which often means that Brad somehow gets my ride before <laughs> me. Including tonight. Including tonight. So we're going to knock off one. And good thing I came with a backup. So let's start off Two, with Two, actually. Uh, yeah, well, uh, let's start off with food, all right? None of us mentioned jel- Jelly Babies. None of us mentioned Celery Sprigs. There's so much food that is incorporated into the Doctor Who universe that I feel like are, just should be one of the focuses. River Songs Cafe would be a small area where you can get to know some of the characters that would be enjoying afternoon tea. An afternoon tea type experience with a hint of danger and excitement. So we take some things that would be some teas from different lands, different time periods, different feelings into different style cups that people can enjoy throughout their experience. Due to the fact that these cups are going to be made out of recyclable plastic, it's good for the environment and good for the long term for Earth which is what Doctor wants. Yeah. So let's start there. We're going to move on to one of my wackier concepts, and I'm going to fully admit at the top of this one that uh, it's based off of just me not understanding Doctor Who when I was a kid and then growing into it and still committing to this idea, and that is Cassandra's Bounce Court. 
Cassandra hmm. is a paper thin piece of skin that's stretched out amongst a frame. And when I look at that, my brain immediately goes trampoline. So my bounce court, similar to the dodgeball bounce courts that you see in kids' fun zones, is a bunch of outlaid skin that you could jump from person to person. And every time you land, she goes, oh, don't do that. <laughs> or does something like that. So you hear Cassandra's voiceover as you bounce across these skins. Okay. Uh, uh, it's Spencer's, Spencer's face. Spencer's <laughs> face. I just right googled. Now. I just googled Cassandra, and it was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> it's like it's literally like a, a stretchy piece of skin. You got yeah. a sprayer to keep her moist. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yes, eyeballs and a mouth. That's what terrifies me. About the it. oldest human. <laughs> So now, now picture, Delta 17, thank you very much. Now, now picture an entire bounce court of Cassandra's. So you have kids just playing and having fun, do, playing dodgeball. We could have this some water fun. element to it. Yeah. We would have some misting element. It would just be a fun old time. And Cassandra would approve. Monster. So we have that. So that would be Cassandra's bounce. Now, What's her last um, name? Sorry? What's her last name? Oh, I don't know. What's so Brian? Before we before we get too far away from it, uh, your your tea thing, the River Songs, uh, tea time, hot tea. It's the, it seemed like a like a diner, hot like tea, an American diner, hot tea. Uh, no, cold tea. Why an American diner? Uh, based off of the episode where they're in, like when they transfer to America and they have the comments, she's like, oh, it's so she like the it, whole way that in she the whole yeah. that. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Then I, yes. that answers my question. If it's cold tea, then I understand the plastic cup. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and no, also, I just want, I want a bunch of kids running around with scolding hot tea. I'm <laughs> down serious. That's the, that's the best. That's, that's Dr. Who. That's the idea. You gotta be dangerous. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, I also like yes, that the, the cafe was, I feel like it was created specifically because I was like, mm, I love food. And you were like, you want food, baby? You would be correct. Danger, baby. Ooh, you would yeah. be correct. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to something that I, oh, sorry, Spencer. Yes, question? I was just going to ask if this Cassandra is pre or post uh, traumatic brain injury, I guess. Uh, she. I, I, I would say this is Cassandra left after she transports to Rose. Her skin stretched and exploded, apparently killing her, although her brain was not seen to be destroyed. She returned to New Earth. Yep. Yeah. So is it prior to New Earth or after New Earth, Cassandra? Spoiler alert, I guess, also, for those who haven't. I like that you're, you're <gasps> trying to tear apart his Why? idea on yeah, something that I, doesn't matter. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm just it's curious. Cassandra. The point is, is if you type into, if you type into Google that Cassandra, image? Oh, I did. it's going to pop up. I that did. Is, I, I did. Yeah, Oliver, answer the question. Is it... Is it pre-New Earth or post-New Earth? If I get I'm on this say, ride... I'm going to say post-New Earth. How, oh, how so moisturized is she? Uh, I would say damp to dry. <laughs> or tumble cycle. Okay. Maybe permanent press. Well, keep in uh, mind, the drier she is, the easier it is to bounce. Yes. But the closer hey, she is to Spencer. dying I, and snapping. Don't help me this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, is So is there going... Are there going to be, like, foam-themed nights? So, like... You're like, oh man, she's so moisturized, and everyone like is, uh, oh, yeah, because because nothing says so trampoline wet. party like not being able to see the ground. Yeah. <laughs> okay, making it uh, extra slick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hot tea, 
slick surfaces, trampolines, <laughs> boxes that are bigger on the inside. It's it's uh, New York's hottest club. Uh, no. So we're going to move on to something that I've actively never pitched on this show before. It's something that I tend to shy away from because I'm not as experienced with designing them or really that much uh, involving them. But I specifically feel like it's appropriate for this. And that is the Doctor Who regeneration slide. So there is a type of water slide that was created a few years ago that incorporates a specific kind of tube. And the tube is laced with LEDs and projections. Something that immediately jumped out to me is the regeneration process that the doctor goes through. It is not super pleasant for him, but it allows him to go through his memories of that doctor's version of himself, as well as the other doctors that are involved. The bathing in gold light, the idea that he expresses himself in those moments and goes through this journey. Last year at the Theo Awards, an award was given to a new kind of waterside designed by a nine-year-old. And the award was for this basically an infinite water slide. So what happens is, is that once a rider is loaded into the ride itself, the ride rotates and the tube rotating yeah. keeps you going. So the idea would be is we would have this track that is played throughout that we could hear sound bites from the different doctors as it goes through all the way through to the current doctor because she should be the output because she is the most current doctor. But the idea being that this is a five minute water slide. Something that is not really experienced very often. Usually when you get on, it's it's really just like a one and done, you're in and out. But because we have the ability to change the projections and the LEDs on the actual slide itself, we can have more fun with the intro. So it starts off with you loading into the tube the same way that you would see at the beginning of Doctor Who. And it would lead you through the regeneration process to become a new you or a new who. Are, as I like, like to put it. Like, like laying down in a water slide? Yeah, but truly, you will not notice it. Well, um, I have for five minutes. So yeah. how many? That's not happening in this uh, in the version that was created. That people, how how often did people either throw up or urinate themselves? Uh, it's a water park, so urinate is implied. Um, I see. Yes. Have, have you considered similar concept, but maybe just putting them in a raft? No. Mm, no. I do like the like. Yeah. When does Doctor Who go in a raft? No, like the person. When you want to like, make it more accessible like, for everybody to be able to see everything and yet keep yeah. it safe or help people. Fine, have we put it in and a that's raft the reason. And it like the TARDIS. And we that's remember? the reason he goes to Whoville to make it more accessible to shut all your mouth, ages. Spencer. Remember, shut, shut. remember, <laughs> his original pitch though is you're lying down in a water slide for five minutes. Five minutes. Five minute ride. <laughs> As the track rotates oh boy you, peter pan i believe is if that thing breaks is more than five peter pan are peter pan's not flight yeah like the dark ride that's very calm and slow <laughs> the thing that you're not like lying down in a water slide <laughs> it's the regeneration process i'm sorry covering I... 12 doctors no, you know that one time you could almost drown in peter pan yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah and it, the lagoon it, scene <laughs> could you imagine if it this is the ride breaks down all right. Uh, I, mean, I will never go I will on say ride. that like the lines for that will be long, as, like if, especially if it's just the one tube. Like then it'll uh, be like, all right, you six, do your it's six outputs per spindle, so oh. you're able. To, you set them up in row and parallel, so you'll end up with about twenty riders on experience at a time. Oh, okay. So you could that actually sounds... churn them out and then 
based on the way that you're letting them off of the ride itself, you could actually keep a steady flow of people. Oh my God. This mm. sounds like a big lawsuit. <laughs> as, as I said, it won a fee award and it was designed by a nine-year-old. Mm. Yeah. So you stole a nine-year-old's idea. Got it. Like, um, I, I like I like some of the things. Uh, the thing that gets me the most is just five, five, minutes, five minutes in a water, like in a tube. Like, yeah, honestly, off. I really don't think you're going to notice it. How chaotic oh, is it? I think it, you though? are. It's, so the chaos is dependent upon how fast or slow you want the spindle to go. Because keep in mind, your experience is tied to six other people's speed. Okay. So what we could do is when the riders go onto it, you can change the duration of the speed based on how quickly it's spinning. We'll decide on how extreme of the slide it feels. So it can vary depending upon what part of the script you're in. Okay. So anybody, okay. In, anybody in that row can have control of your speed. No, it'd be pre-programmed. Right, like, right, right. Sure. I, I suppose there could be some stoner just sitting off to the side like, yeah, what? And you're just like, ah! Uh, Welcome to Spencer's yeah. lawsuit park. Yeah. <laughs> what? Look, I, I, I don't one, make a crossfire ride. I don't make a ride. I make of one ride based off of Crossfire the board game, and all of a sudden I'm the death trap guy. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You did it in the first episode. You made a death yeah. trap ride, and then you've consistently yeah. made death trap rides. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, I'm just staying on brand, guys. <laughs> yeah, every, every, every uh, park has to have one death, death trap ride. I'm just saying, I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. All right, let's 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 round it off with my final pitch here. One of the most important things, one of the key visuals with Doctor Who is the shot of the TARDIS flying over the city. The That's ability cool. for the people who are on the ground to see this TARDIS flying over. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oliver, you're going to pitch drones. It's, it's <laughs> what you always do. That or uh, AR. <laughs> I mean, but, I'm thinking that now. Right. Uh, except but, I'm not. I'm actually yeah. going really old school with it. I'm going to make a TARDIS people mover. Mm-hmm. So these police boxes are lined up in tandem on a, mm. a, a standard old people mover ride, except using a really cool technology. We're going to mount four cameras on the top of the actual box itself, projecting onto three sides that are LED based off of what they would see on the other side. What will happen is is the people who are on the ground will not see all of these TARDISes on a wire breaking the illusion, and instead will see only one TARDIS at a time as it rotates around to the other projection sides. By doing so, you will practically make those TARDISes disappear if you're not really looking for them. Yeah, you'd you'd have to be at a very specific angle to to Mm -hmm. happen to catch two of them At, at the right time. At the right time. So what we would be doing is we would literally be driving a TARDIS across the park. You would see it rotate. You'd see it disappear. It would reappear a little bit further forward and give that feel that you're hearing and seeing that TARDIS fly. It's something that I think is so unique and so specific to this type of material that I feel like it needed to be honored. So, so yeah, those are – and so as far as the ride car itself – it is based off of that. Think of it as the windows themselves that are normally on the TARDIS that would not be able to be seen through. That's part of the whole shtick. You open the door, but it's fine. Uh, those would be popped out or we put a film on top of it. And that's where the open air sections would be, would be to keep people in. You'll enter it the same way the booth actually works. 
but once you're in, you can't fall out, which was the biggest problem with the people mover to begin with. Okay. So oh. it's, it's, it is a, it is a semi-sealed enclosure. But you'll be able to see out of it. I mean, yes. it'll be like, the you'll be able to see here. all four out, all four sides, okay. even the ones with the led screens. It's like okay. a two way mirror. Mm. Yeah. Great. The okay. reason I didn't pick mirrors just... is because of the Disney concert hall. Uh, mm. A lot of people forget that when the Disney concert hall was first created, the buildings that were next to it started to have problems with melting windows and office furniture mm. because the building was polished too much. So when the sun refracted off of it, it made a solar oven and cooked <laughs> the buildings next door, which is why they buffed the entire building to make it that like matte coloring. So mm. that's a lesson I've learned with mirrors and outdoor activities. Hmm. And yes, a lot of people did forget that, but also a lot of people just didn't know that fact. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. It, it's, it's a fun bit that's in a, oh, what, what's the uh, Steve Carell spy movie made it made after a Mel Brooks TV show. Get smart. Oh, yeah, smart. Get smart. Thank you. It was in the Get mm -hmm. Smart. They made reference to it in Get Smart. I think. Mm -hmm. I think the the thing with the the tar. I like the idea of the tars. I do. Um, I think it's. Oh, thank you. I think night. I think it's going to look better at night than it is at day. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think your. I think your illusion at day is not going to be as like that impressive. I th and th so that's that's the that's the only thing. It's like, what can you do to to improve it so that you can run it in the day and it is something impressive to look at which is why i would want to use oled mixed with camouflage tech that's already being used it's something that was used on ripley's believe it or not in the early 2000s they showed it uh, they debuted the technology on that show but it's basically a the, the way they had it was it was on an umbrella Mm -hmm. But there's a camera in front of it, and because the screen itself is so bright, you can still tell that there's a screen there. But for the most part, it gives you that if you're far enough back and there's enough things to look at, you're not going to immediately notice it. Right. So yeah. I agree. It's, it, is, it is a problematic illusion during the day, mm -hmm. and if it's a matter of painting or making an adaptive surface – that goes to the sky and averages out the color variation, that would be one thing, but you'd have to worry about where that falls. Now, if this was a park that was in London, the assumption could be that it's going to be overcast and rainy, so you can paint it gray. You could you could hide the track with uh, trees or bushes and just mm -hmm. and and have it essentially like it's above these buildings or above this these trees and stuff like that so you never actually see the track and then the, it looks like the TARS is just flying across it would the cameras or the like L the leds still work if it's raining like or would they start covering it up okay no they're they're, they're it's the uh same same concept as the screens that are in times square Okay. Okay. Uh, my final, my final question, and then I'm, and then I'm done uh, tearing apart uh, your your rides. Is uh, oh, thank you. Is, <laughs> is Spencer? What would that TARDIS sound like as yes, a people mover? A oh, the yes. one that's that moving. Not, the one that's like, flying? what would Oliver's yeah. TARDIS sound like? The flying one. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would. It would be like. Uh, it's like it's um like you know like the beam me up of Star Trek where it's like <laughs> yeah like. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yes. It, was, okay. it was like I, I was watching it. Doctor Who. It's <laughs> great. Right there. That's, that's, that's just what I envision. Thank you. <laughs> All uh, right, so yeah, those are my pitches. So uh, do you have any questions for me on those regard? Um, I mean, I do in that, uh, I guess, is your park big enough that, because it has like 
three there two attractions and a and a cafe is it big enough to need a people mover that, that is, that is a legit, that's actually a straight up good logistics no question. it's a great question it's just my, funny my theory my theory on that is because of the way that we're building parks now or at least we're starting to dive more into the idea of full immersion via separation okay so for instance with disney's batu uh with some of the new lands that are going to be coming out for uh the new park from Universal, even down to Harry Potter, they're starting to make longer distances that cut off sight lines to allow for full immersion into the mm-hmm. land. So no matter how big it is, the general feeling would want to be that you could walk into it, but you would want to take a TARDIS into this land. Okay. All right. So I, I would say it's 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 a land, not a park. I would say it's it's part of a larger experience. Okay. Um, but it's, it's it's more land centric. What does the what does the park look like once you're inside? Like, so it looks like a city, basically, or what? I I, w- I would say it it's probably modern day London, or or okay. at least that sort that sort of feel to it as like a center area with like the song cafe off to the side, and then you go into the show buildings themselves. I see. I thought about making it the Dickens look, but I feel like that's kind of played out. Um, yeah, and yeah, but it would be consistent with. I mean, you're either in no, modern you're gonna London or you're, you're going to make a diamond wall right. that you have to hit to get through, and you just have to keep hitting the diamond wall, and eventually you'll get <laughs> right. to the land. Of course, that that's makes the, sense. That's that's the opening ceremony. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the guy sitting there like I am just a, a moment in time comparatively to a week. <laughs> oh boy, um, you know. This is a general note for all of you guys, but none of you pitched the 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 parks being Gallifrey, which is like the most exciting thing that you would want to go into. And it justifies the like a bunch of tart eye or like, you yeah. know, time, yes, et But how can many you, how many doctors can you actually got to go to Gallifrey? I know. This joke. Well, uh, eleven. That's fair. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fair it's a fair note. It's like trying to build a Watchman land without having the Mars Palace. Um, but that's it. Whoa! That was... <laughs> Sorry, just, I just looked up you... I just looked up the parks of Gallifrey, and it's really cool. Yeah, no, we, we missed, that's why he gave us the note, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, I was listening, but I was also confused because I didn't know what it was. But it looks like uh, it looks like uh, Cinderella on like crack. Basically, yeah. Cool. Yeah, 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 it's cool. And at midnight, it disappears. Uh, <laughs> but who so, yeah, is midnight? I, I, I definitely think that would be a way to actually tie it all together. Is the idea of if you did make this tal- uh, Gallifrey and you were able to have offshoots of the different Doctors Tardises that lead you into miniature lands? I agree. That would be a way better way to theme it together. Unfortunately, neither us three schmucks thought of that. I, don't, <laughs> I just don't think Gallifrey's seen enough in the actual show. To, I don't think I've seen to enough pull, to pull in show. all the audiences. The 50th anniversary was enough of a special to be able to see it. Right. Yeah. And and you also uh you know there are flashbacks to it and mm-hmm. uh there you get the when uh the master turns himself into everyone uh and they bring the other uh time lords through you kind of get a sense of like their style and their fashion and all that stuff. Um, I will say the performer aspect to having people walk around, one of the things that's always been so special about Doctor Who, 
uh, and people have said this about Star Trek for years, about the way the aliens match in, but they go so out of their way to practically make these creatures. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I feel like that's something that I would have loved to see walking around the park is to see those different villains. But one of the things, Spencer, that you got to understand with the villains and Doctor Who specifically is that they're not just aliens. They're interpretations of things. They're shapeshifters. Right. So, that's what I, uh, that's what I <laughs> All of them are shapeshifters. No, like they're they're embodied concepts is what he's saying. They're more oh, concepts. And it's the manifestation of those concepts that create that look. So they don't Except actually for exist. the skin lady. She's just weird. Cassandra. Right. Yeah. O'Brien. Um, yes. She was, Delta she, was 17. The, she was the concept of extreme vanity. That's true. Mm, yes. Um, yeah, with her two eyes and a mouth. It's very creepy. <laughs> I guess you could also have that if you did a recreation of that alley, the like hidden alley that you had in Peter Capaldi's run where you had all the like aliens who were refugees from all of his like stuff. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. And so you could have all types of aliens and like people who are dressed as aliens. And later maybe in the day you see them as a human um, cause they have the camouflage things. Um, so that'd be interesting. Uh, but I guess I'm supposed to only judge on your ideas and not my notes. Right? <laughs> you, you say, you say like, but I guess I'll have to just judge. Them. Yeah, I guess I got to deal with all yeah. these crappy ideas and not the ones Fine. that executive me came up with. Oh, let's, <laughs> let's flip over these pieces of coal. This is why they pay me the big bills. <laughs> Spins around in a down chair. All right. So those are our pitches. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Tari, you're going to be judging on the three categories. We can start off with creativity. You're going to be judging for bronze first, silver, and then gold. Uh, okay. But before we do that, let's give you a full review of what we've pitched so far. Spencer, okay. what'd you pitch? Um, I pitched the TARDIS encounter of Terrace slash the Zygon encounter, the Weeping Angels Funhouse, uh, Doctor Whoville, and I'm also going to throw in my off-the-cuff Heart of TARDIS food item as well. Sure. We'll okay. allow it. Sure. <laughs> I know it's not going to win anything, but I also just wanted to you point out also that I correct. improvised that. So uh, <laughs> also think about that. Off the cuff did it. All right. So right. I'm going to go with, uh, sort of combine these, my forest setting with uh, Weeping Angel, uh, like living statues. Um, my Are You My Mommy Dark Ride. My uh, TARDIS Coaster. My Dalek Bumper Car Laser Tag. My uh, Cyberman VR experience, Adipose treat stand, and most importantly, the create your own sonic screwdriver experience. That's a good one. Okay. Oh, mine. Mine Sorry. are. Uh, mine was question. Yeah. Yeah. About the the coaster. Does it spin? Does it like spin like this? Yes. Does like uh like a Sidewinder. Is that yes. the name of the one? Sure. Up at Knots? Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Yeah, sure. uh, no. Okay. No, it, it, it'll do it'll do uh, a corkscrew and stuff like that, but it's not it's not spinning on top of it. Okay, gotcha. go on. It's not, it's not it's not uh, a free coaster. And then I also had uh, Dalek bum- bumper wars, but that doesn't matter anymore. Uh, I have Cassandra's <laughs> bounce court, River Songs Cafe, the Regeneration Infinite Slide, the five minute <laughs> slide, and the Tardis People Mover. Those are my ideas. Sorry, you got three awards to give out for creativity. What what's your thought process? Okay, so when I think of creativity, uh, I think of you know out of the box thinking, but also something that like really makes me uh, want to 
be in that land and really makes me uh, feel immersed. Uh, and so I would say that uh, my third ranking for creativity would be the Weeping Angels Funhouse. I think yeah. it, yeah, I think it had a lot of fun potential, um, and I think with a little massaging, <laughs> um, it'll get exactly where we need it to be. Um, puts, the, puts the fun in funeral. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. Um, my my silver for uh, my for creativity is uh, Cassandra's bounce court, <laughs> uh, and my gold. Uh, is the VR experience. Brad takes the gold and creates VR experience, putting me in silver and putting Spencer in bronze. That is creativity. I'm upset. I'm hurt. I understand it, though. <laughs> Spencer's got to watch a Cyberman episode to really understand why the VR no, experience no, is even I st- weirder. I still think Katie should never <laughs> see I, the shows we talk about. I think I want to watch an episode that Cassandra is in. Yeah, it's, that'll a, help. it's a really good episode. It's a really good episode. Yeah. Well, it's All only right. one episode? <laughs> well, as you has- said, it's two. <laughs> sure, so go with go me. I'm the on. expert. Yeah, let's move on to practicality. Now, these are ones that could be easily implemented. You could see being built. These are things that are not going to necessarily be shoot for the moon ideas, but these are ones that we could practically do realistically easily. But budget, keeping that in mind, but practical. Okay. Um, so for practicality, um, my third place goes to the Dalek bumper cars. Hey! I'm going to take half a point. Nope. <laughs> um, my second place goes to uh, the TARDIS people mover. Yeah. Uh, and my first place goes to uh, BYO Sonic Screwdriver. Yeah! Because um, yeah. I feel like of all of them, it's the least technology uh, specific and like you could effectively set up shop anywhere you want. Yep. It's, it's a great, it's a great way to flood merchandise. It's a great way to get oh, yeah. premium experience. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, it's adding interactivity to the park, which is something that is already out there. Yeah. That's a, that was a solid pitch, Brad. So Thanks. Brad coming in with two gold, I'm coming in with two silver and Spencer. Uh, I have one bronze no. and Spencer has one bronze. And, and Brad, right? okay. Yeah. Correct. All right. I'm keeping track. Now, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're moving on to the final part, which is your favorite. This is the thing that tickled your funny bone, the thing that you just frankly want to see. Okay. Um, let's see. My, uh, well, I usually uh, dictate uh, favorites by uh, how much my insides moved. Um, and so my, my bronze... It's called gas. I had that once. It was wines. Yeah. Uh, My bronze is going to be the Zygon encounter because just the pitch. um, (laughs) Yay. (laughs) It made me laugh. And just the the earnest uh, attempt at at making it a thing. Um, Yes. 
that's generally what I do as an earnest attempt at something I have no clue about. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, then my silver for favorite goes to the regeneration slide. Um, oh <laughs> death traps. Um, Five minutes, you're inside of a watery death tube. Buckle up. <laughs> no buckle. You're literally inside a watery Correct. <laughs> Correct. You are at the mercy of that thing. Um, and my number one for favorite is Dr. Whoville. Yes! <laughs> because it's so bonkers and dumb, and it also <laughs> is something that I feel like could exist in the real world. Uh, even though it shouldn't, and I would literally go there. I would go there because of how cheap. I hate it because so would I. Yes, right? Damn it. Listen, I've learned uh, that if I don't know about something, to just still not know about something. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the kid who doesn't show up to the science fair with a volcano, but says he made one and oh my didn't want to show up with it. Yeah, sounds about right. Spencer's the one guy that enjoyed the Cat in the Hat movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's circle we back can talk that about that later um, or now. Or um, now. I had I got it on DVD for a dollar, and I was like, as a kid, I was like, this was fun. I don't know why people didn't like this movie. You paid too much. And then I watched it like recently, and I was like, boy, it's a lot different now that I'm an adult. <laughs> It's a highly prob- problematic film. Yeah. It sure is. Sure is. <laughs> so there That's okay. you have it, folks. Tari, I got to say, out of all the people that could have judged this, you are one of them. Uh, <laughs> what an upset and a damn delight. Tari, do you have anything you would like to plug? Any shows that you want to push out there that you're, you're working on right now or anything that you're excited about? Uh, yeah. I, I host a podcast called Missing Out. Me and my partner Lex we introduce each other to different media uh, whether it be movies music television spoken word books experiences things that have built us up as people and we hope that in sharing it it kind of builds you up and you you see our perspective but also broadens your horizons that's incredible I I would love to check that out please do Uh, I I plan to (laughs) Uh, on behalf of all all of us here at uh, Theoretical Thrills I want to thank you I've been Oliver I've been Brad I've been Spencer. And that's Tari. Have a great safe time. Bye, everybody. Did you enjoy the episode you just watched? Feel free to like, subscribe, and share. And if you have an interpretation of an idea based on the theme of the week, feel free to tag us on social media with hashtag Theoretical Thrills, and we may feature your ride at attraction on the show. Theoretical Thrills. Theory of the thrill.